Bible handy, would you please turn with me to Matthew chapter 11? Matthew chapter 11. I want to take this time to just welcome all of you here this morning. Uh, It's been a whirlwind weekend for Bailey and I. We were down in Florida yesterday, and we spent the entire day driving back. And as we pulled in today, we kind of commented to each other that it's felt like we've been gone for a while. We've really only been gone for like two and a half days. But we are so happy to be back with you all and be able to worship with you all this morning. Uh, And I, I hope that this morning we will both take some time to just study out of God's Word and learn from it. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 25. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to him the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The idea of rest is something I think we can all relate to. We have times where we really look forward to a break from something, a break from work, a break from school, a break from just maybe being with people and just needing some time to relax and read a book. We all look forward to times of rest because it helps us to be refreshed. It helps us to be energized and excited for something new. But have you ever felt that there's no rest for your spiritual life? That your your sin that you've been carrying with you for your entire life has been weighing you down and there's nothing that can take that away from you and give you some kind of rest from that burden? No chance for you to get a break from temptation or suffering. Nothing that can really just aid you in who you are as a Christian. We have a rest that I want to look at this morning. A rest that we seek when we're tired of different things in our spiritual life. When we want peace from our our world. We seek rest when we're trying to take that weight off of our shoulders. And ask for help. Rest gives us peace in our lives, and we all long for something or someone to help us with our burdens and someone to carry the load for us when it gets just a little too hard. But how do we find that rest? How do we find that person or someone to help us? In verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This morning, I want to talk about finding rest in Christ. When we are weary, when we are tired, when we are sick of the false promises of sin and what is there for us, we can have rest when we turn to Christ. In Christ, the message of salvation is revealed. In Christ, we have a rest from sin and our spiritual load. And when we think about our spiritual load, sometimes we can be overcome by that burden. It just seems like too much to carry. I've been struggling with this temptation for my entire life. And I just, I I really don't know if I can do it any longer. And that's when we turn to Christ. And when we study this passage, we can see what rest in Christ actually means to us. How it conveys to our own personal lives. And that's what I want to look at this morning. Now, when Jesus is talking about rest, please don't misunderstand me. This is not a, a complete 
taking away of everything in our lives that we don't ever have to do anything again. When Jesus is talking about rest, it's a spiritual rest. It's a comfort. It's a peace. And that's what I want to examine this morning. The rest we have in Christ is a comfort because we know that he will take our sins for us. He will help bear our burdens, and we can continue on. And so Christ promises laborers rest. But what does this exactly mean for us? First, what I want us to notice is that rest does not require knowledge. Look with me at uh, verse 25, and I'll show you what I mean. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. When I say that rest does not require immense knowledge, I'm not saying that knowledge does not play a part in our understanding of the Bible. I simply mean that we don't have to have a ton of wisdom to understand it. It is made for even little children to look at it and understand that there's something different about it. And I don't mean that we have to be uneducated to understand the Bible, or that educated wisdom doesn't aid in our understanding of theology or doctrines or some of the things that Christ says. I simply mean that there's an attitude that comes with little children and that there is no requirement of knowledge. But the attitude that little children show when it comes to learning something is an attitude of humility rather than of wisdom. They simply don't know something, and so they want to find out more. And that's the attitude we're supposed to have. And not that we know everything, and so there's simply nothing we can learn. In verse 25 through 26, we see how Jesus uses this in a little different way. The message of salvation is hidden in Christ. And it's revealed to those who he shows, to the little children. He's emphasizing the nature of the gospel. It's meant to be receptive or shown to those who are wanting to learn, who, show, who understand that they need to learn and have a humility in learning. And it's hidden from those who think they're above learning, or think that they know everything. And now we can point out that this message of rest is meant for little children because it can be understood by anyone. But we can all probably think of a child that we know just always has one more question. There's always one more thing that they want to learn, that they want to know. And I was that child growing up. I always had one more question to follow up my previous ones. I'd ask my dad where we were going to eat, what we were going to eat, when we were going to eat, when we were going to get there. And on top of that, I would ask him what he was going to eat, and I would just continue and continue and continue. I always wanted to know more about my day when I was a kid, and I still do. But it's that kind of attitude that I think Jesus is getting at, the attitude of trying to understand more, to trying to take in more, to learn more, and to know that there's more that I can pick up. When Jesus is saying that it's revealed to the little children, he's telling us how the rest we find in him is not required. There's no knowledge that we have that means we have to know the entire Bible to turn to him. We have to know all the ins and outs of theology and doctrine to understand that there's rest in Christ. All we have to do is be able to look at him and know that there's salvation and rest in him. And we can learn from there. Knowledge can sometimes hinder us from learning. When it comes to my degree, when I, when I talk about history, there are times where I feel like no one can tell me anything more because I've spent four years of my life and I've studied it. I've written papers on different subjects. 
And if someone has a different opinion than me, well, it's got to be wrong because I've studied it. Knowledge can hinder us from seeing different viewpoints, from seeing different things that we have to learn to change our lives. Knowledge can hinder us from turning to Christ and knowing that we can learn from him and rest in him. But if I have the attitude of a little child, if I am humble and receptive as I should be, then I will admit that I need help. I will admit that I need rest and Christ, and he is the only one who can give it to me. And I will turn to him. I will seek the answers he gives to me, and I will look for his guidance in my life. And when we find rest in Christ, we don't need to be the wisest person in the room. We don't need to know every single thing about every single verse. But we should be like Christ, lowly in heart, turning to him because he will help us. When we understand that Christ is a rest for us, well, it takes the pressure off of our shoulders. It keeps us from putting that rest back on our shoulders because we can know that we've got someone there to aid us, to give us comfort, to give us strength. No longer do I feel a pressure to know every single thing about a Bible that someone 45 years older than I do knows. No longer do I feel the pressure to have all the immense wisdom that I need to have at 23. I can understand that that's going to have to come with time. It's going to have to come with study. It's going to have to come with me finding rest in Christ. And please understand me, I'm not saying that we stop seeking to understand the Bible or stop seeking to know what is in the Bible. I'm simply saying that there's no requirement of knowledge to find a rest in Jesus Christ. And if we understand this, we can give our spiritual lives completely to Him. We can turn all of our fears to Him. We can confide our sins and our weaknesses to Him and pray and ask for help. We can understand that the strength that we have is through Him and from Him. We don't need a level of wisdom to find rest in Christ. Secondly, when we find rest in Christ, we find that rest is a reward for seekers. Rest is a reward for those who seek Christ. It's an acceptance of Him, a willingness to do what He expects of us. And he bestows his rest, his comfort, his strength, his will upon all of those who seek him out, who look to him for guidance. Look with me at verse 28, and I'll show you what, what I mean by this. Verse 28, it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's an invitation that Jesus offers. Come to me, and I will give you rest. He's asking his followers to look to him, not to someone else, not to something else, but to Christ. And if they do that, if they seek him out, then rest will come to them. He's encompassing his whole crowd in this statement. All the people that feel like they have worked hard, that they have been weighed down with their burdens of guilt and shame and sin. All the ones who feel like temptation is just too much for them. He's telling them, he's inviting them to seek him out, and he will give them rest. And because rest is reward, it means something must be done for us to obtain it. And that something is very simple. 
We have to come to Jesus Christ. We have to seek him out. As with having the mindset of little children, there's a humility that goes with this. A humility in admitting a need that we have. A need for rest in Christ. And when we admit that, we are more willing to seek him. We are more willing to admit that we need something else in our lives and we are going to search it out and we are going to find it. Jesus invites all of those who are heavily burdened in labor to come to him for rest. And an invitation requires an answer. But in his invitation, he is encompassing every single one of us. All of us who feel like we just want to rest from our sins. We want peace in our spiritual lives. We want comfort from the temptations that we struggle with. He's inviting every single one of us to come to him, to seek him out, and to rest in him. And we seek rest. We seek that reward because it gives us something at the end of our journey or something during our journey. It makes us feel better. And if Christ is saying, here is rest that I can give you, all you have to do is seek. Well, then all we know is, what we know is all we have to do is turn to him and that rest can be ours. That we can go to him. We can admit our need for him in our life and his salvation. And we can find rest within him. However, there are times when we don't feel like seeking. We don't feel like seeking out that reward because, well, it's just not worth the work. It's not worth it to go looking for something to help me. It's not worth it because it means I have to do more than what I'm expecting to do. Or it's not worth it because, well, I'm already so far gone that I just simply can't have that. Sometimes we feel like we can't seek. We don't know where to begin. We don't know how to begin. We can see here where we are supposed to begin. We're supposed to begin with Christ. We're supposed to begin searching for him. And when we do search for him, when we do seek him, then we receive that rest. And as Christians, our laboring means that we're living through Christ. We're going against temptation and sin. And we're turning to him first. Obeying his will, resisting temptation, and seeking him is how we labor in this world. And if we're seeking Christ, we're seeking to obtain that rest we can find in him. And that rest that he rewards us with, like I've said before, is a rest from our spiritual troubles. It's comfort when we feel overwhelmed. It's strength when we feel like we can't go through anymore. And if I seek this rest then I'm going to put away that shame that I have. I'm not going to forget about what I've done in my life, but I'm going to stop letting that hold me back from seeking Christ. I'm going to understand that in order to find rest in Christ, I have to put my comfort and trust in Him and be in Him to get that rest. If I'm laboring in Christ, then I'm going to understand that my trials and my temptations, every time I go through something, I'm going to have Someone there on my side. Someone there to strengthen me that I can turn to when I feel weak or that I can't do it anymore. I'm going to have someone that I can turn to for rest. And when we find rest in Christ, we can understand that that rest is a reward for those of us who seek him. Third, when we find our rest in Christ, we find a rest that is a light and easy yoke. Now, what I mean by this is, is simple. The rest that Christ promises is not a 
relief of every single thing in our life. It is not a, I'm going to take everything and you're not going to have to do anything anymore. The rest that Jesus provides is guidance. A yoke is used for oxen. It's a way to direct them on the field, to guide them to what area of the field you need to plow. The yoke that Jesus gives to us is light and easy because compared to the burden of sin, to the burden of the world, it's not difficult to follow what Jesus wants because he is a kind and loving master. In verse 29 through 30, we can see how Jesus shows this. Starting in 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The new yoke that Christ is applying to us is light and easy. It means that we no longer have to build the bare to bear the guilt and shame of our sins. We're no longer weighed back by that heavy load that keeps holding us back from following Christ or from doing what we need to be doing in the church. It means we're no longer tied down to our sins, that they don't truly show who I am when I put on Christ, that I am a new man, a new person in Christ. When when Christ applies his new yoke to us, We have a a new master, a new one driving the yoke. And instead of sin having all its consequences and bringing us farther down and weighing us even more, we have the one driving the yoke who is light and easy and lowly in heart, being kind to us and loving. And while he expects us to be different, while he expects so much of us, we can understand that There is rest in his guidance, in his will, because there's comfort in him. A worldly yoke is heavy and difficult. Like I said, we're going to have to deal with consequences of sin. And we're continually seeking answers for different voids in our life. For things that we just seemingly can't understand, there's got to be an answer. When it comes to Christ, we have an answer. We have someone there who is willing to to give us rest, to strengthen us, to comfort us. When we put on the yoke of Christ, we put on his discipleship, and we desire his rest, and we're going to be striving to be like him. In verse 28, he says, or verse 29, he says, learn from me. When we put on his yoke, we are meant to learn from who Jesus was and from his teachings. We're meant to learn to be more like him, Lowly in heart, humble, loving, kind. When we put on his yoke, we are trying to be his example. Learning from Christ isn't always going to be easy. We don't have him standing right next to us in a physical form. We can't just turn and ask him face to face, what would you do in this situation? But what we can do is we can read through his life. We can learn from his teachings and what from the apostles have said about him. And we can understand what it means to be like Christ, to learn from him. And if we're learning from Christ, then we're learning to be gentle and meek in heart. We're going to be kind to one another. We're going to be gentle with one another. We're going to strive to be more like Christ in all that we do. Finding rest in Christ means we understand that his yoke is different than the worldly yoke. 
that instead of being held back by pressure from others to be more like them, being held back from what the world expects of us, we're now guided and directed by what Christ expects of us and by what he thinks we or what he expects us to be doing. When we're learning from Christ, we're putting one another above ourselves and we're being kind to one another. Like I said before, a yoke is for oxen. It's there to guide them, to direct them. In our lives, if we ever feel weighed down, it may be because we just don't know where to go. We don't know what to do next. We've got our guide in Jesus Christ. We seek Him for our rest. And we can understand with that guidance, with that care, with that learning from Him, there is rest in Him. There is rest from our sin, from our spiritual struggles. And there is comfort and strength. Now when I say that we find rest in Christ, that does not mean that our spiritual struggles are just going to vanish, that they're going to be no more. It simply means we have someone there to aid us, to strengthen us, to comfort us. And that's what we can hope for in finding rest in Christ. We all seek a rest for our spiritual struggles. We all seek someone to lift the burdens of sin, to lift the weight of the consequences that we have in our lives. And sometimes we just don't know where to turn. But what I think we can understand from this passage is that we're supposed to be turning to Jesus Christ. We're supposed to find rest in Christ and what he does for us. We find a rest in Christ that we won't find anywhere else. His rest has no requirements of knowledge. We're not meant to be right here to receive the rest. All we have to know is that we're tired of holding our, our sin and our shame. We're tired of the weariness that comes from struggling with temptation. And we just need some help. We just need some rest. And we turn to Christ. His rest is a reward for those who seek Him, who understand the need for Christ in their lives, and who have that humility that Christ has in admitting that need and seek Him out. His rest is a yoke that guides us. But it's not a heavy yoke. It's not a difficult yoke. It's light and easy for our sake. He's going to bear our sins on the cross. Or he is bearing our sins on the cross. And all we have to do is obey him and live by his will and his guidance in order to find that rest. Our rest is continually in Christ. And because of this, we have to be continually seeking him and his comfort. And when we do, we will find that rest in Christ. I want to thank you for your attention. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss for classes. It's a little early. I thought this might have gone a little longer, but I apologize. But we'll be dismissed now. So.